Wait, we've got to get our own intro, right? What is this? It's the sports report? Sports report? (laughs) Sports are good. Sports, sports, sports. Can you say the sports report? The sports report. The sports report. The sports report. This is the sports report. Sports. Hello and welcome to the sports report brought to you by Opinions Anonymous, the sports report where we give you the latest and greatest and everything you need to know for sports. Today, I am with the expert in all things sports, Joe. Joe, how are you? I am absolutely average. How are you tonight, Luke? I'm doing pretty good. Back in Indiana, so a nice little trip. Welcome back. Thank you. I, of course, am Luke, and today we've got a full schedule of exciting things going on in the sports world. And first, we're going to start with the big breaking news, Joe. We broke it on uh, Sunday afternoon. You and I did. Kevin Durant text us first. And said he was signing with the Nets. Kyrie was signing with the Nets. DeAndre Jordan signing with the Nets. So the Nets now have a huge powerhouse. And D'Angelo Russell went to the Warriors. I've seen some things about him being traded. I, you know, you know how our sources are. They give us mixed signals all the time. But I want to know the Pacers, of course, our hometown team, got Jeremy Lamb, which I think is kind of exciting. But I want to know, does anyone else really stand a chance like, will the Suns ever win anything? Will the Pacers ever win anything with the way the NBA is going right now? At the route they're going, it doesn't look like the Pacers or Suns are going to win anything. I mean, the Suns, they might have it figured out, though, with just breaking it all down and almost just starting completely over. They've got DeAndre uh, Ayton. He probably took a pay cut, though, to go to the Suns yeah. um, from Arizona. But the Pacers, I mean, their moves, if anything, it got them younger. I'm not sure that the moves got them any better. I don't think they got them any worse, but I'm not sure they got any better overnight with their signings. They definitely got younger, though, so I think that gives them a little bit of a brighter future. I would look for them to maybe move some of their pieces and capitalize, like, their center. They're loaded at center. Maybe hope one of them does well and then trade them away for some more assets or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I was really excited when – uh KD included us in that group text to um, to let us know that he was signing with the Nets and not the Knicks or the Warriors. It, I mean, it's nice to know he's going to keep us close like that. Um, yeah. Although he didn't get any details as to why. It's just, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how much. So we we don't need we don't need the details, Kevin. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the Warriors. I would say D'Angelo Russell has to be a pretty good. Uh, consolation prize i guess for lack of a better term because there are a lot of comparisons out there i mean you hear a lot about Kyrie irving but there were comparisons out there over like who would you rather have between d'angelo russell or Kyrie irving because they're they're about the same age last year their average points per game and their um, assists per game were they were all about the same and if Kyrie irving went to the warriors that would have been nuts so i think the warriors got a pretty good Pretty good consolation prize in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, so their starting lineup next year will probably look something like D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and they re-signed, or I think 
Kevin Looney came as a free agent. They re-signed Jordan Bell. And, and I'm sorry, Clay Thompson probably out for a good portion of the year. So it may be Damian Lee or, or one of those other guys. But D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green, you could say, is a decent top three. And, and if Clay were healthy, that's still a pretty good roster. Yeah, that, that is a good roster. But I, I have a kind of a different twist on this or different take on who the winner of all the free agency buzzes. I'm going to give you, and I might be leaving one or two out, but I'm going to give you my top five free agents that oh. signed uh, in the past past couple, well, I guess two days or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so you have KD. Okay, and maybe they haven't signed, but so I'm going to put KD in there, Kawhi, Clay, Kyrie, and Kimba. What do they all have in common? Case. Yeah. What is up with all of the, the good free agents with the first name K? It's not even like a common one. Yeah. But Kimba, Kyrie, KD, Kawhi, and Clay. I think you're onto something here. Is Kobe coming back? Yeah, Kobe, we're gonna sign Kobe next week. <laughs> and I was just reading through all of them, saw that I thought that was that was pretty interesting. But how about Durant going to the Nets? Like why? So I don't know if you actually saw it and I didn't read his exact quote, but paraphrasing, he said the Knicks have lost it. Like they don't have their front office together and he thought it would be a disaster. He thought there'd be zero chance that he'd ever win there. So I was like, the, the Knicks actually, so everybody's saying the Knicks are the biggest idiots and they, they've done awful. They've actually basically signed a new starting five in free agency. They, it's not like they've been quiet. I mean, they, they missed out on the big people, but they now have a new starting five. Yeah, and I saw a crazy stat that I think 60% of the NBA players that were on a roster last year were free agents this year. Yeah. So it's it like is, everybody just reshuffled the deck. Yeah, it is bizarre. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how all this really pans out. It's We, we were confused last week when everybody was trading their draft picks. And, I, and now I don't know where the hell anybody's playing at. It's like, <laughs> like you said, 60% of the league is now on a new team. So I, I don't know. You can't name the starting five for any team any longer. No, exactly. And, okay, so where's Kawhi go? I, I mean... Or do you have any, like, even if you don't have a team, do you have something? What's he looking for? Like, what's your opinion on any of that? I think with Durant and Kyrie going, now granted this year, Durant's probably a non-factor, but I almost think Kawhi has to go to the Lakers if he wants a chance. I mean, it was a doubt to. It sounded the Lakers, Clippers, or Raptors, yeah, more or less. You're going to give the Raptors the last chance. Yeah. I think wherever he goes, he does uh, what LeBron did a couple times in Cleveland and does the the two-year deal with that second year being a player option. Yeah. I think money isn't necessarily a thing, but here's one year to show me you're going to do what you tell me you're going to do at these meetings. And then if you do that, I'll give you another year, maybe re-sign. But because they'll give – like I don't think he's going to get as much as – he'll name his price anywhere he goes. I think he needs to get a deal like that and say – what are you going to put around me? What's your what's your five year plan? I'm going to give me this this flexible deal, this player friendly deal, and and that's what I want. Although, have the Raptors lost anybody? I'm not sure. I don't know what they uh, they may have lost, like a Martin Gasol or something. Yeah. Uh, was Valachunas? Was he still on the Raptors, or did he was he gone last year? I don't know. 
I know he signed somewhere else, but he may have been gone last year, actually. But I, they're talking about Pascal Siakam being their, their big guy. But I, like Fred Van Vliet's just one of those. Like I almost see him being like a um, Della Vadova. I see him as a guy like that. Like when he's playing with a star, he's okay. But you try to put him into like a some sort of star role. I don't. I, I think he'd fizzle out pretty quick. So we'll we'll see. We still have to wait on Kawhi. Hopefully he'll text us. We'll break it to you guys as soon as he does. Uh, we'll we'll let you know. But Joe, one word on NBA free agency, and the one word is. I'm going ridiculous because I had or confusing. I just, I, I don't know. <laughs> you you really don't know. Like comparing one team to the next, it's like you just got done on your uh, NBA 2K and you just said I didn't like that season, so I'm just going to fantasy draft everything. Yeah, I'm going to start over, and it's completely different. Yeah, what's yours? One word for me is frantic. I mean, I just feel like it has been two days of absolute chaos, but it's enjoyable. Oh yeah, well, and that's what going back to last week a little bit. Would you rather have six or seven really good players or yeah. would you rather have three studs? Well, might as well try the three studs because if it doesn't work, we'll just sign three more in two years anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on, the U.S. women's national team squeaked out another victory today, 2-1 to one over England. But tonight we're going to talk about the U.S. men's national team who had a one to nothing win in what is being called very underwhelming and a step back for the team that last week we said was already towards the bottom. Joe, what do you think about the men's one nothing win this week? Well, I think it's the prime example of a lot of times they say one step forward and two steps back. I think this is two steps forward and one step back, if anything. Because in group play, they won... Don't quote me on this, but they won like four to nothing and they won six to nothing in in some of their group games or whatever. They they didn't give up a goal in group play. And in group play, goal differential can matter. I mean, um, I don't actually think it does in the Gold Cup because I think only the top two out of each group advance anyway. But there are most of the time in group play, they have some wild cards and it comes down to your goal differential. So in group play, when goal differential normally matters, they won by a significant margin. Right here in the knockout stage, what matters? What matters is winning. Yep. They won. They moved on. I don't really care if it's – I know they were projected. I don't know what the line was. They were supposed to win by two or three, four goals. They got their one goal, and I know towards the end, what do you do? You dribble towards the corners, and you, you, you let time run out. Like You just try not to screw it up. Yeah. Could, would it have been nice to see them win three nothing? Absolutely. But bottom line, win and move on. We get to watch them tomorrow night. That's that's what their goal was going into the game, and that's what they did. Yep. Tomorrow night, nine thirty Eastern, they played Jamaica. Yeah. To your to your point, Joe, they won four nothing, six nothing, one nothing, and now one one nothing again. So they still haven't allowed a goal in their last four matches. I I don't know of any soccer team that you can say that about, and or. And then in the same sentence, say that they're underwhelming or they're disappointing. I think that's that's pretty good. And I, maybe soccer's the same as football. Defense wins championships, and we know how valuable a good goalie can be. I really think that's what Greg Berhalter wants them to do. I think yeah. he wants them to, to be more defensive. Now, granted, you got to score when you can. And by the way, I will say Pulisic is a player. Like I'm not one that watches. I, I watch some of the... the the European leagues and the Premier League and stuff like that. But he is the real deal, and he's only 20 years old. We got Weston McKinney in there with him, Tyler Boyd. Not not your Tyler Boyd. No. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
but there could there could be some you get some chemistry in there there could be some this u.s team could be looking to head in the right direction now i think it has to start with winning this gold cup or at least put getting to the final and putting a good show against what's probably going to be mexico yeah putting up against showing it i don't think they necessarily have to win it but i do think they need to get to the finals and at least put up a good showing if not win the final yeah, it is. Uh, it's soccer frenzy season because I, I know, you know, I was at the airport uh, today and I watched the first half of the women's game at a restaurant and the people there were going nuts every time that the U.S. scored and every time that England scored well, only once, I guess. But all all happened relatively close together while I was sitting there and it, it, they were in full force. Yeah, uh, actually, England scored twice, but fortunately, the one got called back on that uh, offside call, which, although it was very close. I believe it was the right call. I would agree. It was close, but I think I, I, I'm with you. It was the right call. Yeah, if you're going to have the video replay for it, at least it, it was used correctly there. Now, if there would be no video replay and they would have allowed that goal to happen just because of human error, or I guess you can't even say human error because I can't even – it was close enough. I don't even know if I'd call it an error, but it would have been fine if they didn't review it and that was a goal because it, it was extremely close, but – the video showed that she was offside. One word for the women's team, Joe. Will we be crowning them the World Cup champion? Yes. July 4th this week, and that means one of our favorite traditions. Now, I'm not talking about going to the lake, like I mentioned in the Opinions Anonymous podcast the other week. I'm talking about the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I think they're making a new 30 for 30 about Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut. But this year, as crazy as it always is, I cannot believe the amount of food these guys eat. And I saw something that said Joey Chestnut in 10 minutes will eat more than the average like bulk up diet for the mountain on Game of Thrones and J.J. Watt during football season. In in 10 minutes, it's crazy. He eats almost, it's 20,000 calories in 10 minutes, which is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, I, I can't even fathom that. Like, And you have to be in shape to do it. Like, those guys work out and have to work out their stomach muscles and stuff. I, I don't, it's actually fun to watch. I didn't th- actually think watching somebody mow down a bunch of hot dogs and look like they're about to throw up for 10 minutes yeah. be fun, but it's actually entertaining to watch. And again, it's 10 minutes, so it's not like it takes a lot of your time, but they make a giant spectacle out of it. And it's amazing how much strategy is involved, how they jump up and down and they'll eat like just the dogs at once and then they'll dip the buns separately into water and and choke those down and wiggle the dog somehow that helps I, and some listen to music and yeah. I, I, there's so much strategy involved in on eating a hot dog like in in, re, in reality i know you guys did some sort of hot dog is it six minutes or is it 10 minutes they get that was it's 10 yeah how many hot dogs can you eat 10 minutes did you did you guys do that one I think so i think we were putting more time to it but it, it was really just a disaster from the start I, I, I would say it was not adequate. What I mean is the result is not what I really think I could eat in 10 minutes. Gotcha. So what do you think you could do? I think in 10 minutes, though, it, it makes it hard. But I think in 10 minutes, man, I, with buns? Yeah, the bun, too. See, I don't think I could get to 10. I, I Six? <laughs> I was Yeah, I, I was thinking eight. Yeah. And I would be absolutely miserable if I did it. But I, 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 I'm thinking eight. 
I think with eight, you might run into an issue with the 10 minutes. Like you might. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Cause I was like, could I really eat? I was like, a 10, dog a minute. I think, I think I might be able to eat 10 consecutively, but I don't know if I could eat one a minute. Yeah. That's especially when you get to like four or five and like, I, I don't know. Look, last year, you know, Joey eating 74 and 10 minutes. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I guess that's why they're competitive eaters, but I can't even – it's it's tough to even wrap your head around. <laughs> if that's not the truth. I, we should challenge all of our listeners. So keep track of how long it takes you to eat 74 hot dogs throughout the year. <laughs> it's probably like a year-long thing. You probably don't eat that in a year, and this guy does it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And then does an interview and doesn't throw up. And they do have to keep them down for so long. I don't know how long it is, but you do have a period of time where you have to keep them down. Yeah. So Joey Chestnut, the obvious favorite for the men's. Uh, Miki Sudo, the favorite for the women's division. And the over-under this year is 73 and a half. Joe, you're taking the over-under there. I'm taking the over. Yeah. They always seem to do better every year. And speaking of the over-under, did you see that the chairman of the event, the hot dog eating contest, um, was appealing to the state of New York to allow it to be bet on? Because I guess there was some book, and I I don't know the details, but whatever governing body wasn't allowing them to actually bet on it. Like, they were putting lines up, but you couldn't actually bet on it. But he was appealing because he wants them to be able to bet on it because you know how many more people will watch if you can put 20 bucks on the over or under or who's going to win? Yeah, so I, it says it right here. The They're not able to bet on it, even if you're watching in New Jersey. Uh, but, yeah, as you mentioned, they're they're kind of disputing that. They're running out of time, but I don't see why you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, it's just have to find an underground bookie yeah. somewhere. Yeah. One word, Joe. In a hot dog eating contest, you could beat blank. You. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> well, now we're going to have to put something on the uh, on the website, yep, aren't we? Yep, we're going to have a contest. All right, you finish that sentence. In a hot dog eating contest, I could beat Rookie. I'm confident. I'll take him down. True that. Skinny Rookie. Okay, moving on, we have a 15-year-old that looked up to the Williams sisters, actually beats Venus Williams in the first round of Wimbledon this year. Joe, did you see the match, and what are your thoughts on the Williams sister going out so early? I did not see the match. I did. Obviously, it was headline news when it happened. A 15-year-old beat Venus, which, to be honest, it's not the better of right. the Williams sisters, but she still won seven major titles or something. And I did see a stat too that when this girl was born, Venus had already won four of her seven major titles. Wow. <laughs> Which is, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. But on that same note, let's be honest, Venus is now 39 and she's ranked 44 in the world. So a 15-year-old, especially a, a girl who... Girls tend to mature a little sooner. It does. It doesn't completely blow my mind that a fifteen-year-old could beat a thirty-nine-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it, I think if you look at it in that perspective, granted, this this girl was ranked three hundred thirteenth before it started. Basically, that meant she hasn't really probably hasn't played a whole lot. She had to do. She has to be pretty good to get into Wimbledon, though. You don't just they don't just take people off the yeah. street. So the fact that she beat a thirty-nine-year-old, I I mean, 
Am I surprised? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not like really shocked. Yeah, I've not followed this super close, but I'm I'm really really encouraged about this. I think it's cool. So it's Corey Coco Goff who who won and 15 years old. You know, her lifelong dream was to play in Wimbledon. Her her longtime hero is Venus Williams, also her sister Serena, and she gets to beat her. It's it's probably realistically a dream come true. Like this is like winning Wimbledon for her almost, you know, if you ever would have told her that she's going to beat oh, Venus Williams at Wimbledon when she was younger, she'd probably never believe you. So I think a really cool thing and a really great thing out for the kids listening or watching that, you know, you can, you can really do things. You can do these things. You just have to work hard. Obviously. I mean, it's not going to come overnight and it's going to take a lot of practice, but pretty cool to see a 15 year old doing well. I agree. And to put it in uh, kind of another perspective, it's very similar to golf now. You've got Brooks Kepka and Patrick Reed and the guys and um, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. They are all either our age or younger. And yeah. I know you and I grew up when we first kind of knew what golf was watching Tiger dominate. And they're younger than us. So you know that they grew up idolizing Tiger. And now they get a chance to play with him and have beaten him. So just kind of put it in another perspective of how cool it would be for this this girl to come up and, and win and i i hope it turns out that this isn't her 10 minutes of fame i hope she actually turns out to be be something good and and, and th- isn't just this little flash in the pan here yeah agreed so she actually plays tomorrow she'll play slovakia's magdalena rybarakova don't spell check me. okay gotcha <laughs> but <laughs> but joe my my word my one word here is uh, revolving around the Williams sisters, you mentioned they're old, but the Williams sisters are blank. Hall of Famers. It's good. <laughs> okay. We'll allow it. Okay. I'm going to go with the Williams sisters are great. And what I mean by that is just great for tennis. So had this 15-year-old beats, you know, anyone else, it probably wouldn't be as big of a story. It would be a big story that a 15-year-old won. But I think it's it's good for the sport. Just as you mentioned, just as Tiger is good for the sport, people go to see the Williams sisters and, you know, good or bad, at least they're gracious about it. Venus, probably more so than Serena in, in recent memory, but they're they're gracious about it and it's, it's doing this 15-year-old some good. All right, last topic today, Joe. The Warriors are kind of oddly deciding to semi-retire Kevin Durant's jersey number. What do you think about this? Are you sure it's Kevin Durant or is it not Brian Cardinals? Because I know he wore 35 <laughs> for, the, uh, for the Warriors. Uh, I, I can go two completely different directions on this, which is not what, what our listeners probably want to hear. I'm actually okay with it, though. I know he only played, what, is it three years he played for them? Played for the Warriors? He did. So he was the finals MVP for two-thirds of those seasons? Yeah. That he played for that team, I think that's enough said. NBA Finals MVP two out of three years, yeah, do it. Right, like, what more does it take to retire? You're obviously going to retire Steph Curry's anyway. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, how many how many numbers are already retired? Like, I think the Celtics have like 30 numbers retired. <laughs> that's why you see like Carson Edwards took number 29, and um, oh, Tremont Waters took a random number too. Like, there's no numbers left, so. The Warriors, they can't have that many retired. I don't know. I think teams get too 
I think they almost pass out their ring of honors and retired numbers a little. Too. I think they're a little too quick to do. I I think quick's the right word to do that. I don't know if they should have, and I don't know what context this was. If you announce that you're not going to do it, I think they should have just, hey, nobody's going to wear 35. Right. Like I don't think you needed to announce anything yet. Don't announce it the day he signs with another team. Yeah, and and don't just turn around and just pass it out to somebody. Either. Like it should have been a this should be a non-issue, I guess. And like if you never want to give it away, that's fine. There's plenty of numbers, even in the NBA, because you don't have to keep it within like every digit has to be five or less. It's not like that. You can literally be there's 101 numbers I think you can use because you can be zero and double zero. Fine, I'm fine with it. There's plenty of numbers. All right, one word on this one, Joe. In general, teams retiring jersey numbers is premature. Okay. Although one of the coolest jersey retirement things I've I've heard is Davidson has still not retired Steph Curry's jersey number. They will not retire a jersey for someone who did not graduate. Ah, nice. See, that is, uh, that's respectable for sure. And I guarantee you once he walks across that stage, his his number will be officially retired, but no one's wore it since. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool, though. What's your one word? Uh, teams retiring jerseys, for me, the one word is depressing because, you know, the Bengals don't have many retired jersey numbers. <laughs> Not a lot of talent there. <laughs> but, hey, there's always there's always next year. See, I'm kind of a fan of more of like the ring of honor than the jersey yeah. retire thing. Like, put their jersey up, hang them in the rafters or up on the on the stadium somewhere, but that doesn't necessarily mean somebody else can't wear it again. You, you put the name; it's more the name than the number. Yeah, and then you get into the iconic things like the single digit numbers for the Yankees. I don't think there are any of those left. Right? Yeah, the Yankees are another one that have a ton of ton of retired yeah. numbers. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe one day we'll get our numbers retired on the Opinions Anonymous Sports Report Wall of Fame. Yeah, that's right. All right. That is it for this week's edition of the Sports Report brought to you by Opinions Anonymous. As always, join us every week as we talk about the latest and greatest in the sporting world. Check out our blog. Joe and I might get some good blogs up there. I know I promised one last week. It was a little empty promise, but I did I did post a new one today for you wrestling fans out there that, that care to read a little bit more about wrestling. So uh, be on the lookout. Maybe we'll surprise you one week. But until next week, I've been with Joe. I am Luke. And thank you.